0: Welcome to the Not Old Better Show Backstory Genealogy Series. I'm Paul Vogelsang, and this is episode number 293. As part of our Backstory Genealogy Series, we are joined today by Thomas McKenty. Thomas McKenty is a regular guest and a favorite of the Not Old Better Show audience. Thomas McKenty is back with some excellent tips, advice, new innovations in genealogy, and first hand expertise. For all in the genealogy community, Thomas McKenty is a well known public speaker, a guest lecturer at many educational campuses, forums, events, and conferences, and is very popular having delivered genealogy classes to many thousands of people in the genealogy community. In our ever growing, technology oriented world, Thomas McKenty is a resource who sifts through the important stories and breaks down the complex and the jargon into easily understood facts action, and important new ideas. In addition, Thomas McKenty is an entrepreneur, a published author, a networker, and someone I trust to provide insights into this ever-changing and fascinating world of genealogy that we all know and love. Let me mention one other thing about Thomas McKenty, something I value and is very important. Thomas believes in giving back. That is unique. And Thomas refers to this as his abundance model, as he puts it, you get back tenfold what you give freely to your profession and your community. That's something you can trust. Please join me in welcoming to the Not All Better Show via internet phone. Thomas McKenty. Thomas McKenty, it is always so great to talk to you. First of all, I just have to say welcome home from Oslo. <laughs> yes,
1: yes, that was a, in a way, it was an unexpected trip. I mean, God bless my heritage. They threw this international user conference together in less than six months. I got an email, I think in August, saying, "Are you available <laughs> at the end of October?" And uh, it was their first ever. Wow! It was an amazing event. I had Norwegians coming up to me, and one woman was practically in tears. She said, "You know, we've never had this many genealogists at an event in Norway." Isn't that amazing. I had people as far away as South Africa. Mali uh, Brazil uh, It was it was just great. It was very different than what I encounter in the States in the uh, way that I mean Because the genealogy community
0: it Really the, the community is so active around you. How how was it there? What was different well, was the it it, European crowd?
1: It was a mo- mostly European crowd in fact. This is what my heritage did they calculated what where in Europe would they have the most people in terms of users would they be closest to with all of the, their UK users and they have a lot of users in Germany and Poland uh, and the Netherlands and so they calculated Oslo and uh, I mean it had the same format there there was a vendor hall in the beginning uh, area uh, it, before you got into the conference rooms they were live streamed guess what they were also translated they had a woman wow. in a booth translating into Norwegian and you could walk around with the wireless headset, which I thought was neat. In fact, she <laughs> came neat. to me, and we we agreed that I wouldn't use you know U.S. colloquialisms and certain ah. you know mm-hmm. so and and try and keep it that way. But overall, it was great. I mean, some of the announcements that came out of MyHeritage were just amazing, and we're still talking about them. Uh, two big ones: one is shared ancestry. Now, when you <clears throat> take the test from MyHeritage, which is on sale for forty nine dollars right now, or upload your data. They have a new feature that shows shared ancestry with other people you match. So that's brand new. But what's more important is they're talking about testing artifacts. We're talking about hairbrushes, dentures uh, with your you know, dead ancestors' DNA, uh, envelopes, stamps, uh, and so, uh, you know, if you never got the chance to take DNA, have have someone take a DNA test, then this is one way. Possibly, we don't know yet what the cost is. We know that it's more in the forensic area of DNA. It ha- hasn't been in the family history area, but now this has really opened the doors. And we're also dealing with the privacy issues. I mean you know as a dead person you don't have privacy i'm sorry i mean the courts have ruled that but also i mean there are ethical issues that are going to have to be settled over that
0: and you're now referring really to some of the jed match uh, some of the, the stuff that's being used for evidence for yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, I did have a panel. I ran a DNA panel with uh, with Roberta Estes, uh, who's a G, uh, DNA expert from Michigan, and then Yaniv uh, uh, Ehrlich, uh, who works for MyHeritage. And we had an hour-long discussion on you know what are the privacy expectations, how are they different in Europe than they are in the U.S., and especially with the cold case solving uh, that's come about this year. Hmm.
0: Just fascinating. And good to see that the genealogy community is growing uh, throughout the world. Uh, certainly, Roots Tech is slated now this year, 2000, or 2019, to have a London version of Roots Tech. You're yep. an ambassador to Roots Tech. What can we expect broadly from Roots Tech 2019?
1: Well, I think the, the event coming up in the end of February and March, I'm giving, I think, at least two lectures, and I'm an ambassador there, and I can't wait. Uh, they've announced uh, – they're starting to announce some of the uh, keynote speakers. It's, it's going to be another great event. The big improvement is they've admitted that they had some technical failures in terms of registration last year and scanning badges at every classroom. So they're going to they're gonna let you now register at home and just walk up to a kiosk you know, and scan your barcode and get your stuff. I mean, people were waiting an hour last year. It was just Crazy, uh, so that's what I love about Roots Second Family Search. They're always seeking to improve. They're always seeking input, and they take that input seriously. So they're going to transfer that, for that over to uh, a London event, uh, and I believe it's uh, is it October or November? I can't remember when. All I know is that I have a conflict. I'm speaking in of all places Roswell, New Mexico. Uh, so I think <laughs> the I really, aliens, the land you know, of aliens. <laughs> a lecture, you know, we always say that. Did my ancestor just drop out of the sky? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so I'm going to have to do something there, but, yeah. so I will miss that. But I, I, you know, the thing is I've, I've signed up to be an ambassador long distance for the London event. Hmm. So, uh, I think, you know, DNA really is, is going to be, you know, the, the big story again, but I think this time in, in the February, March event in Salt Lake City, we I'm already seeing more and more privacy pop up in lecture topics. So, uh, that's, that's going to be the hot button.
0: You always have such a big role at Roots Tech. Now with it expanding, good to hear that you're going to be doing a uh, kind of a remote version of yourself. I'll look forward to seeing you there at Roots Tech in in Salt Lake City, uh, end of February, kind of first of March timeframe. One of the things that I know you've been talking about a little bit in uh, some of the email correspondence that that I've seen from you is uh, a, an important subject. I think, and that is how safe are your family stories. And I think a lot of people are thinking about that right now. You, you're you offering a 10-page uh, free resource uh, guide that's available. But let me just start the conversation with you. How safe are our family stories?
1: You know, the experts have said, and, and I follow some of the storytelling sites like The Moth out of New York, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and the thing is, they say that, you know, it, you could lose a family story based on oral history within o- only three generations. Uh, and that's, that's kind of scary. Uh, so what I've started to do is sort of a brain dump of my own, what I remember from family stories when I grew up and what I had been told. I was raised by my great grandmother. So again, there's that connection. You know, she was born in 1894 in New York, and she had some great stories about living on the Lower East Side in the early 1900s and what New York city was like. And so here I am each night, I have a one page form that I've developed and it's listed on this resource list It's called the family story toolbox. But I have a one page form where I write the story as I remember it, or I dictate it using the dragon naturally speaking software. Mm. And then I also uh, write a little source citation. And sometimes, you know, Paul, how you have uh, you have stories where there's a cast of characters, of family members. You know, so who who is mom? What's mom's real name? Uh, uh, You know, Uncle Butch. We know that his birth name wasn't Butch. So what's his real name? So that people that are not family members, if they were to read these stories, they know who's who. So uh, that's what I've been doing. And now with Thanksgiving coming up uh, today, I just posted over at Abundant Genealogy that Ancestry is offering free place cards that have a dual purpose. Uh, You write the guest's name on one side, but on the other side is a conversation starter. Uh, And so there are 10 of them. It's a PDF. You can print it out on heavy stock paper. Or what I would do is I would take it to my local Staples or FedEx office and have them do it. But it's a neat way to get that conversation going. I think we need to talk about family stories. I think we need to document and preserve them. And then also, there are some stories that just shouldn't be shared. And what do you do with them? And what I've done is I have one or two stories that I've documented and researched, and they would be too unsettling for people right now because it affects living relatives. So I have them in an envelope with my estate planning papers. And basically, I say, you know, this is not to be shared with anyone until so-and-so passes away or until whatever date. At least that way, the story doesn't disappear. So, but I think, you know, that's a trend that we're seeing more and more. We're seeing tons of apps. I mean, the resource list is 10 pages because so many apps now, uh, and and the technology is amazing to save these stories. Almost every genealogy vendor, Ancestry, MyHeritage, FamilySearch, they all have something that can get you to digitally uh, save these stories. We'll put links
0: up to where you can find that. Free resource list. I downloaded. I, I was just blown away by it, Thomas. I thought that was really just an amazing list of uh, great tools and and uh, things to potentially use. You mentioned Dragon Dictation software. I know that's a favorite of yours. We've talked a little bit about it uh, previously. It seems to only be getting better. What are some of the new tools and technology that uh, you're seeing? And and uh, you know what. I also want to call attention to uh, to my listeners and, and make sure to tell them about your daily briefing, because I, I think that is really a cool, uh, yeah, very smart. Uh, you well, know. It,
1: it flows into this technology topic. Mm-hmm. Let's work off the dragon. Dragon is voice activated. More and more people are using voice activation. That's the new hot technology, Siri, and and also uh, is uh, you know is you know uh, things like Alexa you know alexa the amazon echo that's their version of siri i mean that that whole product line the echo dot the echo spot which is with the with the video i have an echo tower here it's got a great subwoofer for music but you know what i just say alexa what's the temperature right now in Chicago? Or very often, I can't figure out my time zones. I have a call later today, with someone in London. And so I'd say, what time is it now in London? And she'll come back with a response. So what I, what I realized is that I could build my own own uh, briefing. It's called a skill. They call them Alexa skills. And you can find it on Amazon. Just search for genealogy update. Mm-hmm. And if you have any Alexa-driven device, basically, you just say, Alexa, genealogy update, and you'll hear my golden voice every Monday through Friday basically updating you on what's going on in genealogy and maybe what the sales are, et cetera. So I stumbled upon this. And so in a way, it's, it's sort of like the podcasting you're doing, but it's in small snips, and it's treated more like a news briefing. Uh, and the thing is, anyone can do it. I think it's great. You know, you could do one for your family history if you wanted to, except that it would be open access. You have to realize that. I mean, anyone Mm -hmm. can download this. So I wouldn't do private information, Uh, but it's really, uh, you know, and I do it every day, Monday through Friday. Uh, Also, I have show notes because I have a lot of my followers are hearing impaired. Uh, and they said, you know, we would love to get this information, but we can't listen to an Amazon Echo. Uh, and there's also, if you don't have an Amazon device, every day I have a little mini player in there. It will play the MP4 file. You hmm. just, your speaker. So, again, I think this is, we're going to see more and more of this It's going to creep into genealogy. It's in terms of, you know, we're going to be able to voice activate and stand in front of a gravestone, and you're going to be able to input that gravestone data either visually or you can speak it right into Find a Grave or Billion Graves
0: just fascinating I you know my hat's always off to you you're such a, a technologist Thomas McKinty and we will put up links to where we can uh, where my listeners can find the genealogy update because I think that's just a really nice way to just stay in touch with you you're doing it daily and uh, it's worth hearing from you on that basis with all the new things going on I think one of the other interesting new things that you you've done is the both genealogy bargains website and then DNA bargains websites uh, are really poised now to talk a little bit about this holiday gift guide uh, some of the shopping some of the DNA tests that are that are just hot right now tell us about the holiday gift Gift guide and what we're looking at from both sites—the DNA bargains and genealogy bargains.
1: Yeah, what we're seeing—I've I, I, studied some of the marketing for this holiday season, Christmas shopping, Hanukkah shopping, and uh, Festivus. If you celebrate Festivus, mm-hmm, third mm-hmm. of December. Uh, but the <laughs> thing is, what I've what I've seen is, thankfully, in person, a lot of the stores are not doing the midnight madness. Which I think it's great if you always feel bad for those brick and mortar store workers that are missing Thanksgiving meal but besides that online Black Friday has now become something that starts All month, it's all month and starts in November 1st. I also just checked in with a lot of my UK followers. Now, when a few years ago, when I would say Black Friday, they thought that it was just like Black Adder or something. It was just some bizarre thing. And now, because they've always had Boxing Day sales, which is the day after Christmas, and New Year's Day sales. Well, they say that the whole Black Friday concept, thanks to sites like Amazon has really taken off. So I've developed this holiday gifting guide and it's it's gifts for you as a genealogist if you want to get started with something, uh, writing courses, webinars, uh, genealogy subscriptions, uh, and the savings are up. Believe it or not, I found something for 95% off. Wow. These photo books. Uh, these photo books that you can create. Uh, and you can, the thing is, the nice thing is, you don't have to create it now, Paul. I can order the voucher and I have 90 days to cash it in. So I get up every morning, literally, I was up at four this morning searching for new prices as they come out. Uh, and then I, so this guide will be updated. Uh, it, it It's released today. Uh, it's on the website today as, as soon as this podcast is aired. And it will be updated every day. So look for that update in red and date and time so you know it's the latest and uh i'm trying to stay on top of the dna sales the price wars i thought the price wars were bad uh over the summer but mm-hmm. these are just brutal right now it's 49 uh i don't know if anyone's going to go lower than 49 dollars us but i'm seeing big drops overseas usually paul the trend has been Ah, uh, people in the states get the best deals, and usually Canadians, uh, people from the UK, Australia, you know, they didn't have. But I, right now, it's 69 pounds sterling for Ancestry through tomorrow in the UK with free shipping via Amazon. We've never seen that. So, will anyone go below 49 dollars? I don't think for a single test. Possibly, if you were to, if they bundled in and said you have to buy two or three or four, you could bring the price down. Maybe we'll see thirty-nine dollars. Maybe, uh, but the thing is that you know, and also with DNA testing, guess what's guess what's important now? People want to know: I have the results. What do I do with them? Mm-hmm. And that's where the education comes in. Mm-hmm. You know, webinars, there's great books out there. Uh, Blaine Bettinger's, uh, it's just really one of the classic books. It's only two ninety nine dollars right now at Kindle. It's like 70% off wow uh it's the you know the family tree guide to genetic genealogy and dna testing uh and so we're seeing some great sales uh and so especially if you're shopping for a family reunion next summer this is the time to do it because these prices won't be back until many many months the site is
0: wonderful and we'll put links up to where uh, the audience can find it but again genealogy bargains dna bargains I think one of the things that I really appreciate about the site too, Thomas Piketty, is the, the lightning deals that you post regularly. Yes. I think that's just, that's what a resource that is.
1: Yeah. Our lightning deals. And also people should know that, that I will not promote anything that I usually haven't tried myself personally. Or I have a personal relationship with the vendor. I have dropped some vendors in the past because of customer complaints in terms of fulfillment and quality of the good or service. So that's important to me. I mean I could push a lot of stuff in the genealogy world and just push it to make a buck. But that's not – doesn't fit with my abundance model. I want to make sure, you know, that in this expanding market for family history, that people are going to get quality service, quality goods. I always look for U.S.-based call centers if possible. Uh, and I look for, you know, ease of use, ease of ordering, free shipping, everything like that. And, and that's what both of those sites, genealogy bargains and DNA bargains, uh, that's, that's our credo. I mean, that's really basically uh, what we do. And uh, we won't push something just to make money and have you have a bad experience. Well, again, it's Genealogy
0: Bargains. Uh, I, I think the site is just a uh, really an important one because I think it does come with Thomas McKenty's advice and guidance, ratings and reviews, but also a place to really save some money. So, Thomas McKenty, I know you're super busy. <laughs> well, welcome, again, welcome home from Oslo, Norway. <laughs> yes, thank you. And thank you very much for your time today. My thanks to Thomas McKenty for joining me today. You can follow Thomas McKenty the Genealogy Ninja on Twitter at T and at his website, genealogy Bargains and DNABargains.com plus abundantgenealogy.com. We'll post all the links in the notes and on our website. And remember, the free 10 page family stories toolbox that Thomas mentioned. The resource list on ways to preserve and share family stories is available online too. And look for that link to abundantgenealogy.com on our website. The Not Old Better Show. Talk about better. Thanks, everybody.